Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of for being part of the show. We're going to have a great, great, great show for you today. Yes, 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 we are going to have one. As usual, Bridge MCP says, you are here on time, Maywood. So it's confusing you, eh? Hey, did I say that A with the right proper Irish tonality, my dear Bridge MCP? I hope so. AVQ, Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. He says, I am listening from away, which means I don't have anything to give you for you to start your show. Usually I give you some initial information that I want to get out there because I did my stuff, but this time I didn't. Welcome aboard, AVQ. Paul Fleming says, ATL checking in. Robert Davenport, hello, progressives. Yes, brother. Hello, hello, hello. And for the for the non-progressives that are here, welcome to Progressive Land. And we will hope that you, even if you don't become progressive, take our progressive values. May what? Hello, everyone, he says. Melanie Keaton, got here on time. I guess you calculated those those clocks right from España, Spain, is it Spanish in Spanish? España. To here in good old United States of America. Of course, we have how many time zones? Let's see. Eastern, uh, Central, Mountain, Pacific, and I think Hawaii. Right? What is Hawaii? What is Hawaii? I don't know what the time zone in Hawaii is called. Maywood says, how you doing, Michael? Any better? Yeah, Michael, you didn't give us a, a rundown on your sore throat. I hope that it's gone by now. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Bridge MCP says, hi, everyone. And Robert Davenport is saluting everybody else that is out here. So, guys, thank you for being here. Princess A is I. I thought I had it, but I didn't. I got it now, though. Sorry, Beatties. Welcome aboard to Politics Done Right, Snack Panther. <clears throat> Welcome, Snack Panther. You know, you're going, to have to you're going to have to tell us a little bit about that name, Snack Panther. Panther, is there something in the lexicon that I'm missing? Is there something that I don't know that it's more Americanism that I'm not aware of? I don't know. I, I got it right this time, seven hours ahead of Texas. Mm, mm, mm. Guys, I am tired as hell today. I have a headache. I got three and a half hours of sleep. According to my watch, it said five and a half hours, but I know it wasn't five and a half because if I calculated the time I got out of bed and the time I went in, it was three and a half, which is normal, but my head hurts today. I don't know why. hope I don't have COVID or something. Anyhow, let's see. Maywood says, hey, hey, I know sometimes when I try to get there before they post a notification, I wind up watching a previous show before. I realize it, then I have to find the new one. Hey, Bridge, according to Keelan, LOL. Bridge, I think, still loves the way I say I, right? Okay, Melanie Keelan says, I love, I, I, let's see, I love Snack Panther. I was unconditional of the Pink Panther. There you go. My sore throat never went away. It's bad in the mornings. I eat a whole pack of Hales every day to keep the symptoms down. Huh. And, and did they swab your throat and all of that, AVQ? I hope they did. Make sure you don't have some sort of a long-lasting strip or something. The first thing that popped up his feed was the question of the day. What happens is that is tagged to the top because I have this stuff that I'm doing with TikTok and Instagram where every day I have a question of the day and then hopefully they go to my feed and click on the LinkedIn bio and the, the link bio is what it's called. Halls mental. Yeah, that tastes, I, I, you know, make when you breathe in, 
you feel that nice thing. Anyhow, what are we going to talk about today? Since AVQ didn't give us a start with all that information, I'm going to leave it up to you guys to, to, before we get into any videos or whatever to tell me what you want me to cover, what you want to talk about. Then I, then I have some videos to show you. And if, of course, you know, I give my little monologue. So folks, it's all yours. It's all on you for now. I'm going to be looking at my feed to say, come on with topics before I go with the first video. Come on with topics before I go with the first video. AVQ, that's not a good sign, babes. That's that's not a good sign. Yeah, I, you know, I, I bet he has some sort of a severe allergy and the reason it hasn't gone away is, well, he got it during the season. That's my hunch. That's my hope. That's my expectation. But if he's been to the doctor and they haven't seen anything, then what can I say? Thyme infusions are good. I didn't know that. Thyme, I, I imagine you mean thyme, the herb. Uh, listen to what Melanie Keelan is saying, AVQ. She says, infuse thyme. I guess put it in boiling water and suck it in. Okay, before I go to videos, come on, folks. What else do you want me to uh, mention beforehand? I can mention a few things. Um, let's see. Melanie says, lemon and honey might soothe your throat. Yeah, that's what we normally do. Actually, we use lime and honey. Put the strong lime in there, and then we, we actually get the honey, and that kind of works. But the time, the herb. Yeah, I hear you. AVQ says, been to the doctor, negative throat cultures could be allergy. That's what I think it is. Tom C says, still wearing my mask in mid-Michigan. COVID is everywhere, but hardly anyone is wearing a mask. Indoor public spaces, pandemic fatigue, or pandemic denial. I think it's a little bit of both, or a lot of both, and fatigue and denial. I still wear my mask. My daughter still wear her mask. We don't care. Even in her apartment building, we put the mask on. Uh, Bridge MCP says, what do you think now that Citizens United claims Corp, Corp are people and now Disney is suing Florida? <laughs> Look, folks, um, I was a member. I was a board member of Move to Amend. Look it up, movetoamend.org. And we we came out with what would have been the 28th Amendment, and we're still working on it. And the idea is that it was a two-part amendment. One, uh, corporations are not people. And number two, money is not speech, or speech is not money, whichever way you want to look at it. And the reasons we said that is because if you the way, the way corporations got around a lot of laws, right, for, for what you can do to them, how you can regulate them, is to first make a corporation a person. If corporations are a person, then they qualify for several of the rights that human beings get. And the other thing that the corporations wanted to make sure is that you define money as a form of speech. And if money is equated to a form of speech, according to the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech. And if you have freedom of speech and you can't limit speech, theoretically speaking, then you can't limit the amount of money that somebody gives because you would be limited in speech. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but they got around that somehow by being able to qualify how much money you can give per candidate, etc., etc., etc. I think as an individual, but then there are organizations that there are organizational structures that allow you to give unlimited money. Go revisit McCutcheon as well as Citizens United. So these are these are things that we have to. Uh, mitigate. I believe in public funding of uh, elections, and I also believe in being able to regulate speech. Okay, let's see what else we have here. 
what do you think about Citizens United claims corp or people? Yeah. So again, so back in, to that breach, I don't think corporations should be considered uh, considered human beings at all, but they are so far. All right. Why did Muck buy Twitter? That was one of the subjects that we're going to cover today, Twitter. So why don't we wait till after the video's June litter? Since I have Musk on the agenda for talking about Twitter before we do that. But I'm going to keep that at hand, Julie. Or June, rather. June litter. Robert Davenport says, How about those unpatriotic so-called journalists using their position in the fourth estate to cash in book deals? We covered that yesterday in the beginning, I believe, where I did a video that pretty much, uh, that is what uh, Mon, uh, what's her name? Mona, I don't remember her name, that came out and said, these guys, and her last statement was prescient. She said, at what point does capitalism, at what point does patriotism beat capitalism? That is, in effect, what she said. Snack Panther says, Elon Le Pen getting 42% of the fascist votes. You know something? Everybody was celebrating uh, that, uh, that Chirac, not Chirac, I mean, look at the, I'm aging myself, huh? Macron, that Macron got 58%. Whoa, it was a landslide. It was a 16-point landslide. But then you ask yourself, but 42% of the people voted fascist. It was the same thing here in America. Whoa, Biden won by three, well, 53, 47, or something like six points or whatever Biden won by, right? But then you ask, who are those people that actually voted for Trump? There's 70-something more Million people who voted for Trump, who voted for the fascists. That was more votes than Hillary Clinton got when she beat Trump in 2016. Popular vote, of course. We know that's not a democracy. So we have a lot of work to do. And, you know, a friend of mine who is usually upset with me because I engage everybody, he's like, we just need to work on our own. And I keep trying to remind him, my brother, I love you, but is this not weak? Progressives don't win 50 plus one. Progressives need super majorities to govern. They need super majorities to govern. All right, let's see what else we got. AVQ says over 6,000 new COVID cases in New York City per day. When uh, there was a lull, we had less than 500 new COVID cases per day. This current case rate is the same rate as April 2020 and winter 2021. The good thing about it, though, is I think this is a lot of people's second, third, or fourth time around getting COVID where they get a little sick, a uh, little sniffles. You know, in fact, uh, you know, I got me a little, I got my four dosages, right? The two beginning ones and the two boosters. That doesn't mean that I couldn't possibly have uh, COVID now. I probably could. Is that my headache? Is that my sniffles? Do I want to burn a test to do it now? No, because both my daughter and myself has had all four and we she forces me more so than she does to practice the appropriate hygiene with my hands and so forth. And yesterday when I woke up with a little slight little cough, we didn't know what it was. I wore my mask while we were in the car together. She kept her mask on in the car together, which we normally don't do. But we did this time just in you know, case. Uh, you never know. Anyhow, Snack Panther says we need an economic bill of rights. Believe it or not, it's called the second... The second Bill of Rights, and it was actually put out by President Roosevelt. I wrote about it on my blog. Just look up Second Bill of Rights on EgbertoWillies.com. And I even have the video of President Roosevelt, FDR, 
talking about uh, what a second Bill of Rights would look like. And it, in effect, it's an economic Bill of Rights, if you take a look at if you take a look and do it in, in detail. Robert Davenport says, Snack Panther, racist fascists are the, on the rise worldwide, it seems. And here's the thing, uh, Robert. That is okay to say under this condition. The majority of, you know, when, when we talk about racism, if you're talking about, let's say, white supremacy, white racism, you know, there's something that a lot of people don't realize, right? The reason we can generally want to say white racism is on the rise or whatever, or like racism is on the rise, which isn't necessarily the case, right? I think fear is on the rise. Let me, let me explain. Most of the world, the entire world, it's not white, but the the, vir the vitriol racism that we see right now is what's permeated by the fascist, right? And that's the cue that it takes on. Uh, but remember, most of the world isn't. And once we put it into that perspective, we can see that <laughs> the, the most important thing that we have to do is educate. Because when people realize we basically on this planet, we're all minorities, right? On this planet, we're all minorities. Eso lo que es. So nobody really has a majority. Now we have the we have the capitalist system as the the dominant system in the world. I think that is going to change in the next fifty years or so. Maybe quite a bit less if we are lucky. If we are effect if we are more effective than we 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 are right now, it'll be quite a bit less. But we'll see. All right, let's see what else we got here. Nah, let's see. Is Disney suing likely because Disney had to go buy its own resources like fire trucks, ambulance, etc., and to hire its own? <laughs> yeah, but you know what is interesting? Uh, I, I think he's going to try to find a way out of this because those municipalities around Disney and plus Disney proper, they're not going to want to spend that money. You know that. They're not going to want to spend the money that Disney has already codified within its system. They're not going to want to do that. All right, Blinken, according to E2247, if you look at countries uh, Russia attacked, the, uh, these are countries that were not part of NATO. Rand Paul, you could also argue the countries they've attacked were part of Russia. Yeah. But, you know, why attack, right? These countries want to be independent. Somebody may say, well, suppose Texas decide that they want to be independent. Well, you know, we'll have to cross that bridge when we cross it. But right now we're so intertwined. I don't Texas couldn't make it on its own. Alabama couldn't make it on its own. Mississippi couldn't make it of its own. The Confederate, the old Confederate states of America are debtor states, are welfare states. Let's get that down cleanly first. Texas is one of the only ones that are break-even. Texas is not even on the positive side by much. Break-even as far as what it takes from the government. Again, let's repeat. The Confederate states of America are welfare States, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, all these, all these states, sorry, they're welfare states. So they're policies. And you know, what I really hoped is that as we are campaigning and these guys are start talking about the virtue of low taxes in their states and all of that, the problem with Democrats and progressives is they don't go out and say, yeah, if you keep your population dumb, you won't have a lot of taxes. 
if you make sure that they don't have health care, you won't have a lot of taxes. You won't say it like that because you don't want to you don't want to hurt the people per se. So you don't say you have low taxes because you chose not to protect your people. You have low taxes because you chose to hurt your people. You chose to kill your people. That is a type of campaigning that we have to do. Whenever they talk low taxes, we throw the negative that those low taxes are causing. Whenever they, they talk about uh, some sort of a, a, a different type of healthcare, we throw it right back at them and then throw what's happening to them in terms that affect people. That is why if you go to the soup kitchen in Texas, it is set full. Okay, let's see what else I've got here. Billionaire baby Elon Musk has a new Twitter toy to play with and break. Just like a Russian oligarch, he says he's not bound by any rules of free speech. So lies will be okay. Release the Kraken. Let me tell you something, guys. That is what we're talking about here. Tom C. encapsulates it, right? We're going to have a platform here that can be used to do just about anything. But what he may do, unbeknownst to him, is speed up the time that we finally put the necessary controls on social media because it has now become a utility. That is what we need to do. Okay, let's see what else we got here. E2247 says, Empty Wheel then said, clarifying for those who are confused, if Ukraine is Russia, then the U.S. is part of the British Empire, making Rand a mere subject of Queen Elizabeth. Ah, that was a better analogy than mine, E2247. I was thinking Texas, United States. You're thinking United States versus England. And I think that's a better analogy. All right, let's see. Ending Citizens United is required to restore our public from oligarchy plutocracy, a.k.a. the backsliding democracy that it has become. You're absolutely right about that. And let's see. Whoa. Let's see. How, as a citizen of the United Kingdom, isn't Rand ineligible to be a senator? He's not a citizen of the United Kingdom at all. Rand Paul's daddy is is uh, is uh, Rand, Rand, Rand Paul. Daddy is Ron Paul, red-blooded American. Okay, let's see what else we got here before I go to the videos. Uh, Robert Davenport says maldestrain and effective treatment are fooling people into dropping their guard against COVID. This will not end well. Well, what can happen then is you know what, right? At that point, you get uh, you, you you get. All we we are just a mutation away from another bad strain. That's all we are, a mutation away from another bad uh, bad one. Okay, let's see. Maybe I should carry both my phones with me when I watch one research on the other. Hey, Bridge, you hear what what run? You see what AVQ is gonna do? AVQ is gonna be doing carrying two phones, researching one where he can actually text. I like that, buddy. That's the way to go. Carl Cox's money, with, uh, which corrupts politicians and the news media, is also driving American economy down from the bottom 90% of Americans. In terms of wealth, FDR believed in the common good opposite of conservatives. Yeah, you know, conservatives supposedly are there to conserve, right? Conserve what we already have. You know what? We can show and prove that it's, un, it's not conservative. Capitalism. Because what it constant it doesn't allow the, it doesn't allow the bottom ninety percent to conserve a damn thing, but it allows the top ten percent and to put it bluntly the top one percent to constantly drive the wealth upwards. There's nothing conservative about that. You're not conserving a damn thing. Robert Davenport in Europe and North America, race-based fascists are gaining power in light of day. France is an example of French people being afraid of the browning of their nation. 
you know, and you kind of wonder, what does Browning do? You know, what does Browning to a nation? Do? I mean, why is it? Why is they so scared about it? You know, you put a you put a piece of you you put a piece of meat in the frying pan. You caramelize it to enhance the flavor, right? It's not that the flavor wasn't good. You can always enhance anything, right? Sixty-one percent of Americans earn so little that they don't pay federal income taxes. Wow, it's gotten that far, eh? Remember when it was forty-seven uh, percent that paid? Wow. Okay, let's see now. Bridge wants this on the screen, and whatever Bridge asks for, Bridge gets. So therefore, I need to make sure that I can get Bridge's request on the screen. And Bridge, I think there is your request. Is there? Is that it? There we go. All right, there we go. Bridge, on the screen it says, I asked my nine-year-old how she felt reading this book as a white person. And the name of the book is Born, what is it, uh, Born Underwater? The, the Born Underwater. And it says, I, and it's, I guess it's one of the books that's referenced for, what is it, uh, what is it again? Uh, what, is, what is the thing that they don't want taught in school? You know what I'm talking about. I asked my nine-year-old uh, how she felt reading this book as a white person, and she responded, I think the only white people that feel bad or mad or uncomfortable reading about this stuff that white people did in history are the people who want to do it again. Oh my God. That's that nine-year-old young lady who want to make sure that uh, that, that theory isn't, isn't taught, right? That is what they're talking about. But anyhow, folks, let me go to a video and then we'll take it on the other side. Now that we're getting serious about student loans, a business class, I think, is getting a bit concerned. So they're going to try to say that some people are not really interested in uh, in supporting the student loan forgiveness. I paid mine. Why don't you? A lot of these things. Now, look, let me give. Well, I'll give my personal experience at the end, but I want you to listen to this and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. If you forgive all the student loans, they don't get their money back, of course. Um, but what's the dynamic yeah, between the it's, politics and the money? I think it's broader here? than that. And I think yeah. I should go into the midterms. I don't know. If, when you look at the polling on this, there's yeah. a whole group of people who are very happy, who desperately want these loans to be forgi forgiven. But by the way, there's a whole group of people who don't want them to be forgiven, in part because they think to themselves, I paid my loans. Exactly. Right. I paid my loans back. I don't understand why these guys are getting and, a free ride. And, so, and, and other folks who say not only that, they say, look, to make this whole system work eventually, higher education needs to cost less. We can't we can't continue to have by, these prices by the go way, up and, and government effectively is pushing that up. So yeah. it, it, it is a it is like a third rail issue. You would think it wouldn't be because in so many ways, rationally, you think people just want the money. But there's people on the other side of this issue. Gene, you get the sense that may be why President Biden keeps kicking the can down the road, because there are a lot of people, if you look at the polls, that say, wait a second, hold on. I spent 15 years paying back my student loan. They're going to just forgive it for somebody else? And so it, it almost seems like he's like, okay, four more months, five more months, instead of making a definitive decision. First of all, you got to start somewhere. Here's the reality, right? When I went to school, one semester hour cost $4 for in-state, 
$40 for out of state. By the time it was time for my daughter to go to the same university, it costs more than 10 times that amount for a semester hour. So let's be clear here. What has really occurred is that over the years, the corporatocracy has stopped paying taxes, requiring more and more and more out of the student's own pockets. I know that some people are going to say, well, these, these educators, they spend so much money on buildings and XYZ. Look, the real bottom line is we're not collecting enough taxes for people to go to uh, extended college at an affordable rate. The reality is I believe that all college should be free and only if you use your college education to create your own company should you be responsible for paying it, paying it back. Because here's a kicker. We are educating people, right, to make profits for shareholders and corporations because they get a base of people ready to work for them without having to have had to pay the taxes to educate them. But not only that, they then give them loans to go to school. So the person who gets out of school, they're paying interest on a loan so that they can make money for shareholders of corporations. It's a vicious cycle that keeps employees, that keep workers as indentured servants. They're always owing to the corporation, either for their loans or owing to the corporations because they've they've paid to be educated so that they can work in some corporation to make somebody else profit who's sitting down at their pools. Education should be free. You may say, well, that would be wasteful. That devalues my education. That's not a devaluing of the education. What it says is the following. If you are capable of doing it, there should be no, there shouldn't be a financial barrier to stop you from success. In other words, Everybody should have equal access to success. And if you can handle the work and you prove that you handle the work and while you're handling the work, you continue to maintain your grades, you should be able to go to school free of charge because you are helping society going forward. Well, it seems like uh, Brother Biden is going to do something about it because, um, well, we don't know what it is exactly, but here is another report and we'll take it on the other side. Congressman, I know that I couldn't uh, have this conversation if we didn't talk about student debt, which is such an important issue for you. What do you hope to see in the future? Well, my two asks that I personally asked of the president as my responsibility in that room was to ask two things. One, would he continue to uh, lift the moratorium beyond until the end of the year when it may expire this August? He smiled at me and said that I'm going to be, we are going to be very pleased with his decision on that front. Secondly, I said, will you please consider um, uh, foregoing at least $10,000 in debt or more to every uh, American who is, has student loan debt? He said, once again, we're going to be very pleased with that. He's working on that already. We'd love to see him uh, eliminate student debt across the board, but anything in that direction is going to be a positive uh, effort, and we look forward to the president doing so. Yes, but we do need more than just a positive effort. We ultimately need to ensure that going to college, going to trade school, or whatever whatever option post-high school somebody wants, that they can be provided that education either affordable or, 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 or pay it forward. Because like I said, let's do remember, most, of, most people go work for somebody else. And these institutions of education prepare them to work for somebody else. So that somebody else should be vested in that person's education. That somebody else should pay their fair share. There's not magic to that. It is quite simple. Again, Let's make sure 
and keep the narrative right. Let's not allow them to continue to make it seem like given uh, by repaying student loan or forgiving student loans is some sort of a giveaway. It is not. It's a repayment for something that needed to have been done from its inception. Absolutely so, absolutely so. But I forgot it is that time. It's past the halftime. So let me go ahead and do my book and then I'll, uh, we'll come right back. I have some great questions and statements that I got to follow up with. Alberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos. And okay, folks, so please go ahead. You can go ahead and get my book at politicsunright.com slash books politicsunright.com slash books. You can, get, you can support us as well. If you're on YouTube, click that join button, become a part of the PDR Posse. Help support us telling the truth, telling all this information to people. Go ahead and get support at politicsunright.com slash YouTube or click that join button. Don't forget also, if you're on YouTube, please remember to hit that thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. But go ahead and please support us by hitting that join button on YouTube if you're there or going to politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us on Patreon. That is politicsunright.com slash Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. You can then provide or you can support us at the best place, which is PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We have a lot of new stuff at our store. Bruce, yesterday, Bree says, Egberto, you're telling us to go to your store to get your t-shirts, your hats, your cups, your mugs. Why don't you wear it or why don't you show us? I'm in, I'm in D.C. <coughs> when I get back to Houston, I'll have it and I'll wear them and I'll wear my hat, all that good stuff. Is that good enough for you, my dear, beautiful Bridge MCB? Then I'll do it, but please go to our store, get the stuff, please get the stuff, and then take a picture, send it to me. We can throw it up on the site. Again, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. Um, and then again, there's an all-encompassing way to support us. In other words, if you want to do either Venmo, Cash App, Zelly, or again, PayPal, all these different links are found right here, politicsandright.com slash support politicsandright.com says support we cannot do this without you okay let's get back to business and start talking about what you said I, I, you know daniel Lado 
I always kind of like to hear how my conservatives react pretty quickly, right? Uh, but by the way, Bruce, I haven't completely spoken about uh, the, the Twitter and, and Elon Musk. Yet. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Let me go ahead and run to Daniel Ledo had a good statement out that I want to talk. He said, Daniel Ledo says, laughing out loudly, Egberto wants the working class to pay for the education for the elite Democrats, the party of the rich and well-connected. Hmm. You guys remember that the rich and well-connected used to be, any time you talk about Republicans, that's who they're talking about, which is what really happens, right? The people who support the policies of the rich are Republicans. But that is the new narrative to get again, to keep people enslaved with student debt. As usual, the Republicans come out with a strong narrative, one that bites and one that gets to the heart. And it gets to those poor people. It gets to those people who don't have a lot of, education themselves or it gets to those people who are working class and who instead of somebody telling them there's a way for you to go to college telling them you don't have the option so daniel Ledo is part of the team to try to keep the working class down you see and notice how i'm, I'm gonna rephrase it what daniel Ledo would want you to believe is that you funding student loans it's going to go mostly to rich people. Will some rich people get funded if we fund student loans? Yes. Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for your contribution. He gave us another super chat. Thank you so kindly, Davenport, for your contribution again. Let, let's go ahead and say, say this. This is important. Um, the, the, the narrative that the Republicans are going to try to put out is, Oh, Democrats want rich elitists to get paid for going to Harvard and Princeton or whatever. Let's back up. A lot of people that go to Princeton and Harvard or all these places are poor. And they get scholarships to go or some of them take out loans or their whole package to go to Harvard would include scholarships, loans, and everything as a package to go to Harvard or Princeton. But most people who have student loans go to the public universities, University of Texas, University of Arkansas, not the University of Nebraska, UCS, I mean UCLA, all these different universities. These people need their, their, their debts, help with their debt because all these places become more expensive. The University of California Network used to be free for all of their students. Let's see. Uh, I want to read what Robert said. Robert says, tax the corpse, like uh, the, the workers, tax the income of the rich, uh, like you would the wages of workers. Invest the money in Americans' future, children, health, infrastructure. You know what, Davenport? You're absolutely right. If we just applied the same amount of tax that we applied to the working men, to the rich, all of that would be paid for. You're so right, Senor Davenport. And, you know, a lot of people don't know the numbers. Apparently, you do. But anyhow, folks, so what we're saying here is Daniel Ledo is bringing, is bringing the right-wing comeback. Remember, the right wing only wants a few people to get wealthy, and they want to choose who will get wealthy. It's, it's a choice, right? They choose who to invite into the system. And that applies to neoliberals as well. Don't get me wrong. So they, they, the narrative that they decided to come out with is that all that money is going to be going to rich people who go to Harvard and spend $50,000 for, uh, for just going to school while at Texas, it's maybe $20,000. And that's what they're going to try to come up with. 
But when you do the ratios, the people that really get help are the regular average American citizen. But they don't want you to know that. So they're going to push that narrative, and they're going to push that narrative to people who would want to go to trade schools and people who would want to go to all these other places. I want the Democrats to up them on it. I want the Democrats to tell them, if you think that's what's occurring, then why don't you support us giving free trade school? Why don't you support us giving free college? Why don't you support us doing all these things, right? And the loan paybacks, we can index it. If you are making X amount of dollars, you pay your loans. If you don't, you don't. What's the argument then? But they don't want that argument because that argument wins. They want that argument that says that student debt Forgiveness is a pay-on or a subsidy for the rich. Don't buy it. Don't believe it. It's a lie that they must tell to continue doing the evil that they do. And they must have people who are confused to push that message. I just clarified that message for you. There are a few people that may take advantage of this that went to Harvard that are rich but didn't pay their way, took out a student loan. In fact, a lot of rich people do that, right? Because they can get a student loan that the debt that the interest is forgiven while they're going to school, they may take out a couple hundred thousand dollars in student loans, stick it in the stock market, interest-free, and at the end of college, they then pay that whole thing back, right? Well, there are ways that the government can do. They can take the T928 or whatever that form is, and figure out if they took that money and that money went to the school or not. I mean, there are so many ways to prevent that cheating from occurring. So don't buy into what Brother Ledo said there. He was he was given that narrative by Fox News and all the appendages of Fox News. And without going into any detailed study, he just parroted it. That's the difference between what we do here at Politics Done Right and what they do on mainstream media. That will not be parroted here. I've already heard it, and we have already given you what the reality is. Okay, I remember, ABQ says, I remember reading the polls about student loans. 64% of Americans support it, 83% of Democrats support it. it yes, it's a supermajority. Of course it is. Now, the, the idea behind the, the, the fallacy that you heard from Ledo is to break that number by making people, two groups of people, the ones that say, well, good, I paid my student loan off. Why don't you pay yours off, too? You're going to get a break I didn't get. I got student loans for my latter years in college. I worked full-time while I went to school as well. And I paid all of my loans off. Do I care that the generation below me is going to get a break I didn't? No, because I've probably gotten a break better than some other generations as well. That's just how life is. I'm not going to hold back an entire generation because of my selfish belief that if I didn't get it, you shouldn't either. You see, the right promotes a, 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 a vile, selfish, self-centered, individualistic, I don't even know what the, the last word should be, but we have to move beyond that. We have to start talking about having empathy, heart, and humanity. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Bruce says, the college thing is messed up. In many cases, there is no capital value to what people go to college for. They aren't ready at all to work. Is so another bad rap for people who don't have the money. Free education must have value, the potential to make money for the student. And I think it does. Let me give an example. 
I went to school to become a mechanical engineer. So I got my degree in mechanical engineering with a sub, sub um, prime in, um, in computer-aided design or computer-aided engineering, I'm sorry. But I, I designed one, one stand for a um, data general printer. That was back in the 80s. That's the only mechanical engineering I've ever done. Everything else I've done was programming. And where did I learn programming? Just from going to school and taking those electives in programming, fell in love with it. And I've been programming from, from machine code to assembly language, to, visual, to, to, to basic basic, to visual basic, to PLM, C, C++, and all the different permutations of these languages in between. 8086, all that kind of stuff, right? But it was my formal education that gave me the wherewithal to know that these things were even a possibility. So a lot of people go to school and they don't do whatever it is that they necessarily majored in. But it's a positive and it's that piece of paper. Like my, my dad would say, you got your papers. You got your papers, right? Okay, let's see what else we got here. The ultra-rich have something like $5 trillion in unpaid taxes. It's from AVQ. You want to get student loan debt, infrastructure investment, and stronger social safety net? Tax the rich. I agree. Carl Cox says GOP is party of the wealthy, not the Democrats. Daniel Ledeau agrees with conservative politicians who want to make college unaffordable for vast majority of them. Yeah, that's what they want. Egberto wants free Marxist indoctrination centers previously known as universities. If that's what you think a university is, if, if you went to the university and that's what you got out of it, you miss you didn't spend your money appropriately because when I went to the university, I got a whole lot out of the university, folks, a whole lot. I'm going to come back uh, to Bruce, to CSEC, et cetera, but let me go ahead and play a video. I just want, I just want to make a, have a little bit of fun here with Donald Trump, and then we'll come back because I, I, it is one that probably a lot didn't see, but I want folks to see, so check this out. Now, this is completely and entirely funny. You guys are going to have to see this. It's Trump's niece, Mary. But interestingly, she does some deep, a deep dive into his psyche. And it is funny what she came up with. Check this out, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. Because it, it does have implications over the long run for those people who follow the senor Donald Trump. I think you'll find this intriguing. Mary, let me begin with the question about how you're feeling since you weren't mentioned in the genius section of the Trump speech uh, about all of the geniuses in your family. I'm, I'm crushed, uh, although I would like to point out to Donald that sometimes genius skips a generation. Uh, but um, clearly he wasn't factoring that into his calculations. I do find it fascinating that he thinks just because my uncle was a physicist and my grandfather was really good at, at using federal money to screw working people over, that that somehow uh, redounds to Donald's intelligence. Um, yeah, what... <laughs> I, I, I want to turn. What do you to, say, man, woman, camera, person? I don't know. I, I want to turn to your uh, professional insight here as a psychologist. What you're seeing when you see a patient, let's call him that, uh, up there with a the microphone uh, talking about, I don't like it when people call me stupid. And then he goes on to draw more attention to people calling him stupid and then attempts 
uh, to prove that he's not, and I think it's an objective uh, listener could say he did not prove that, uh, what is happening psychologically with that person? Um, I've, I've often referred to Donald as a black hole of need. And it's never enough. Any, any compliments people give him, uh, it's never enough to fill that void, partially because they what they're saying isn't convincing to him because they're only saying what he wants them to hear. And also because he knows it isn't true. He knows he's a deeply unintelligent person. He knows that he's severely damaged and has severe limitations. So he's always trying to uh, fill a need that is unfillable. And it's sort of like when he talks about love, it's clear that he doesn't understand what it is because he's never had experience with it. And it ends up, as you say, just proving the point he's desperately trying to avoid having been proven. Uh, so that that uh, clip you showed was a perfect example of how he, he keeps digging and then he gets distracted um, by another example of his narcissism, which again is unending. So again, the question is, why do people follow psychopaths? I mean, what, what she says is, is it interesting. Why is he so narcissistic? Why is he the form that he is? Because he knows he's unintelligent. He knows he's a damaged person. He knows he's a black hole from someone who knows him. But you notice there's something else that she went and made sure she did. She made sure to point out that in as much as they have smart people in the family, the physicists, that in fact his father may have been the genesis of everything negative about Donald Trump. Because what was he famous for? Taking advantage, taking away from those who least could afford him taking advantage of. That's what she accuses his father justifiably of being. And who was his mentor but his father? A deeply flawed person who ruled this country, who was about to overthrow democracy in this country, and one who was about to make the world a much more dangerous place. Absolutely so, a much more dangerous place. Okay, uh, it seems like uh, Mike Cisek thinks he agrees with Bruce. I know Bruce better than that. He says, conservatives have understood that for a few decades now, there is still some college stem that is well worth it, but the rest is mostly a wash or worthless. No, it's not. There's nothing wrong with going with more with formal education four more years after high school. It makes a person a whole lot more rounded, even if they take liberal arts. I mean, I went into a very tough course. Engineering is one of the toughest courses um, in the university. Liberal arts, it all depends on what you take, whether it's tough or not, right? I mean, some people in liberal arts may take some very difficult type of psychedelic physics and, I mean, really, really difficult stuff, right? So no, uh, four-year university is always good. I think it should be for those people who can hit the score, who can hit the mark. I think it should be, as long as you're doing well in college, I think it should be free to get a four-year degree. And then the world is open to you what you decide to do with that degree. You can go work for yourself or work for the corporatocracy, do whatever you want. 
we shouldn't have money being the limiting factor. Now, what the, again, what Republicans like is to keep you dumb. Mike Cisek, that's what they do. The, it, as long as they can keep people very little with little education, that means that they have people who won't be able to look at the system and say, this is why it doesn't work. Let me give, let's use you as an example, respectfully, Mr. Cisak. The fact that you have bought into that false reality that a college education, uh, you, you equate the college education with just the corporatocracy, prove that they have you at an education level the way where they want you. They have taken away the incentive that you have to go ahead and get more, not to use immediately, necessarily immediately after college, but sometime within your lifespan, right? And not only that, they forget to understand that your education may come, you know, you may use it at some other time. That's, it's amazing how effective Republicans are in keeping people uninformed. It's amazing. In most cases, students are not advised correctly. That does shows bad. That's very true. All right, let's see uh, what else here. Davenport gave us $10 for a super chat. Thank you, Davenport. It says, tax the corpse like you tax the workers, tax the income of the rich like you tax the wages of the workers, invest the money in America's future, the children, health infrastructure. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Average student loan debt is about $33,000. I know my daughter would have loved to see that. Bruce says, you remember... Uh, remember the CNN financial guy told me to not pay for my kids' education and to make them take out loans because it would be more cost benefit. I remember that. I remember that. And actually, it's not a false. It's it's actually a true thing because your money can continue to grow and then later on you can help them pay it pay it back. Maybe we need something like Social Security where parents pay it forward if they can. Uh, there there's actually the 528. So yeah, something like that. Uh, 518, 528, 570, something like that. Is there's there's a there's a policy started like that. It's a saving. Lifelong education is a plus for America. I agree. Daniel Lado says, how about we make all student loans to be paid back in full for all the money going directly to the poor? Hmm. Wow. Wow. I don't know if that requires a just an answer. Bruce, how about parents being able to keep their own savings for their own kids? Maybe even pass them down after they pass away, making each generation a bit more wealthy. Wow. You guys have really eaten the cookie. All right, let's see. Uh, AVQ says, Hunter College Cooney used to be $200 per credit. My family covered the full cost. I never had student loans. I didn't work while I was in college, yet I still support student loan debt. Thank you. That's me, too. I paid off all of mine, but I still support it. Bruce Pollard said, they need to read that Chamber of Commerce manifesto you discuss in your third book. Exactly. They don't understand that the Powell manifesto, the Powell memo is also known they designed how they were going to mislead people like Daniel Ledoe, Mike Cisak, and all my other conservatives so that they will work against their own interests. It's all written down, and it, they, they, it, it's working. But we are here to take it away. That's what we're here for. Of course, Egberto got a whole lot from his Marxist university education. He's a Marxist, or he wasn't a Marxist, but then you get the college education, which had nothing to do with the Marxist. Oh, Lord. Egberto, Trump's father was a racist land war, so yeah, Trump learned a lot from those times. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Bruce says, Daniel, did you read Egberto's third book? It implies that indoctrination in colleges is not just Marxist. Thank you very much, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Dave Smith says, remember when Obama uh, got $850 billion for the infrastructure and no one could name one bridge that was built? So, 
let's say let's I can't name most of what is done with our tax dollars. I can't name them. Can you name how much what if you can, wow, you you're you're much better than I am. Okay, uh Peggy Lopez says Trump has made the world unsafe by bringing out the dark hiding places in the extreme res uh resist in America. Yeah, but I'm glad he did it. Take the scab off so that we can eliminate it, right? I think give a little bit of love. These people are loveless, many of them. And look how rich people send their kids to college all the while they dupe working class people to be anti-education. It is reverse psychology. They lampoon Obama and uplift Sarah Palin and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Wow. Robert Davenport, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, brother. You hit the nail on the head. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Elon Musk before we leave here. One of the reasons I said Facebook, Twitter, and these other institutions that have become, in effect, utilities, need to be regulated as utilities. Reason why? Now that Musk is the sole owner or one of the sole owners of Twitter and can set every particular rule there is, and because the gravity of Twitter within the entire social space is so large, with that one purchase, he can control much of our government. That is dangerous, that is evil, and it is something we all should fight. To put it bluntly, he's just exacerbating what Facebook has done. He's just exacerbating what all these other platforms have done, right? But all of these platforms, at least they're trying to give the impression that they want to be unbiased and allow it to be a free form of communication as long as you don't get pseudomasochistic, if you don't get into uh, pedophilia or all these other things, then, you know, they try to give that impression. But what, it, what Elon Musk is saying is, I don't want to have any controls. I just want to let it fly. Let it fly. Bruce, Egberto contends that general common sense taught in colleges, which is where it is also indoctrination. The problem is that Marxist woke version ideology runs uh, counter to common sense. For example, most people just want to be left alone to be able to do what they want to do in life. That's common sense. But Marxist woke version ideology looks at most people as complete idiots who need someone to run their lives. Hence why a central government. You see, that is people who don't understand what we mean when we want a good social structure, right? It is like, if we have a good social structure and you want to live in Timbuktu forest on your own, by all means, go do it. But you know what we want? We want that if you are in the forest living away from all of us and by God, something happens to you, you break a leg or whatever, that and the helicopter is available to come and pick your your independent butt up and take you to a hospital and patch you up if you want to be patched up. If you want to be stay, if, you, if that helicopter come to take care of you and you want to stay there and die, it's your choice. But we want the option that absolutely everybody in this country, because we're human beings and we are humane, we want to be able to come and take care of you if you need help and if you want help. If you don't, by all means, stay away. And that is the false freedom the right talks about. 
They're the ones that take your freedom away. They're the ones that says, I want to control a woman's body. They're the ones who says, I want to make sure that you can't read this book. They're the ones who say that uh, you can't learn about what your ancestors did. Otherwise, we're going to call it CRT and then we're banning CRT. Others want to say, we want to be able to teach a history that bears no semblance of reality. Uh, who wants to control you again? It is always projection. It is always projection. By the way, Egberto Willis, you're not sick. Like I said, you have a headache because of, guess what? Your eyes or your headphones are too tight. I so love you, Bridge. You know that, right? I know you know that. Okay, let's see. AVQ says Republicans would also take your vote away. I forgot to mention the most important one, AVQ. That's why I have you guys. You guys are wonderful. Robert Robert P. Davenport 3 says, 2 says, Obama gave the stimulus to the banks, of course. You do not see the results. You are not a banker. You just paid for the ballot caused by their failed GOP deregulated economic fiasco. Thank you very much, Davenport. We are at the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening in. I want to thank you all prematurely, but I, I'm hoping that you go ahead and share this right away. Uh, make sure people know about us. Please remember to support us. I'm going to put that link, all-encompassing link, one more time. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash support. You have all the links to our books, the links to our PayPal, the links to everything from there. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash support. Look, guys, I appreciate you. You guys know that. Thank you for listening. Please remember, don't just listen to what we're talking about here and to all the messages we get involved. Share it. Educate others. Enlighten others. If we're just singing to a choir, we're not doing our job. If we're just talking to like-minded people, we're not doing our job. Engage. Engage everybody. Hug folk. Get, their, get them to like you. Grab on to them. My name is uh, Bridge. I asked yesterday, so Tom, please update us on Ashley. Ashley is working. In fact, right now she's doing her class, uh, her prep class for her boards. She's finished with uh, college. Now she's just doing the boards for to get her MD. So once she's done with the boards, she'll have her MD. Thank you all for constantly asking about her. She loves to know that she is loved not only by her dad, but by our society because she will be back into society, serving society, like we say one should serve. Mike Cisek is going to be the last message, is it? Uh, Sarah Beachy says, love you, man. I love you too, Sarah. You know I do. You absolutely know I do. Mike Cisek says, I recommend people get the, the George Orwell book, Animal Farm. We all probably read it. I learned how people are terrified when direct democracy, the mob, vote to determine other people's fate. Wow. They really are playing with you, uh, Mike. But I love you, Mike. You need to you need to stay with us, all right? You know you're a part of the family. You know everybody have their prodigal sisters and brothers and parents and aunties and all that good stuff, TS and all of that. You're my prodigal brother, all right, Mike. Love you, man. Got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willies. This is po I didn't get that from that book. Uh, come on, just get all my books. Uh, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out.
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.